that I was now eighteen years old, which was too late to go apprentice to a trade, or clerk to an attorney, and that I was sure if I did, I should never serve out my time, but I should certainly run away from my master before my time was out, and go to sea. And if she would speak to my father to let me go one voyage abroad, if I came home again, and did not like it, I would go no more, and I would promise by a double diligence to recover the time I had lost. This put my mother into a great passion. She told me she knew it would be to no purpose to speak to my father upon any such subject that he knew too well what was my interest to give his consent to anything so much for my hurt and that she wondered how I could think of any such thing after the discourse I had had with my father and such kind and tender expressions as she knew my father had used to me, and that, in short, if I would ruin myself, there was no help for me. But I might depend I should never have their consent to it, that for her part she would not so much have hand in my destruction and I should never have it to say that my mother was willing when my father was not. Though my mother refused to move it to my father, yet I heard afterwards that she reported all the discourse to him, and that my father, after showing a great concern at it, said to her with a sigh, That boy might be happy if he would stay at home. But if he goes abroad, he will be the most miserable wretch that ever was born. I can give no consent to it. It was not till almost a year after this that I broke loose, though in the meantime I continued obstinately deaf to all proposals of settling to business, and frequently expostulated with my father and mother about their being so positively determined against what they knew my inclinations prompted me to. But being one day at Hull, where I went casually, and without any purpose of making an elopement at that time, but, I say, being there, and one of my companions being about to sail to London in his father's ship, and prompting me to go with them, with the common allurement of seafaring men, that it should cost me nothing for my passage, I consulted neither father nor mother any more, nor so much as sent them word of it, but leaving them to hear of it as they might, without asking God's blessing or my father's, without any consideration of circumstances or consequences, and in an ill hour, God knows, on the 1st of September, 1651, I went on board a ship bound for London. Never any young adventurer's misfortunes, I believe, began sooner or continued longer than mine. The ship was no sooner out of the Humber then the wind began to blow, and the sea to rise in a most frightful manner. 
and as I had never been at sea before, I was most inexpressibly sick in body and terrified in mind. I began now seriously to reflect upon what I had done and how justly I was overtaken by the judgment of heaven for my wicked leaving my father's house and abandoning my duty. All the good counsels of my parents, my father's tears and my mother's entreaties came now fresh into my mind, and my conscience, which was not yet come to the pitch of hardness to which it has since, reproached me with the contempt of advice and the breach of my duty to God and my father. All this while the storm increased, and the sea went very high, though nothing like what I have seen many times since. 